Okay, I, uh, as you might have guessed, had a bit of a breakdown at the end of that last one that I didn't want to subject everyone to. I really wasn't expecting that. Uh, I don't, um, obviously there's a well of, of untapped emotional um, disconnect uh, with all of my family members. Uh, that is a result of them having to protect themselves from the emotional chaos I was capable of creating. And whenever I get into a position of feeling vulnerable for whatever reason, as I'm explaining something that um, I may have, like, you know, there are a couple of things I'm pretty sure I said in that last um, recording, which I have not listened to and will take me a while to listen to for sure. But I did drink a big glass of chocolate milk to help recover emotionally. And I don't know if y'all have uh, anything like that in your life. There are two great things chocolate milk does for me. One, it's a great emotional recovery uh, reset. It's almost the equivalent of a chocolate shake, which is terrific if that was available. But let's face it, I don't have ice cream and all that shit on hand very often. So chocolate milk does just fine as a substitute. And if you're ever coming in from like uh, 4.45, 5.30 in the afternoon, hot day's work in August in the yard, and you're just hot as can be, do not reach in the fridge for a Diet Coke. Reach in the fridge for a glass of chocolate milk. I swear to God, you'll be cool in 10 minutes. And a Diet Coke's just going to make you thirstier. And yes, obviously all you waterheads, go get a glass of water. I get it, I get it. I would love to be water. But I really love to be water only. I don't know. I mean, it seems like the natural state, right? Why not? What do you need any other liquid for? But chocolate milk, oh my God, that's what you need another liquid for. So, and uh, again, I don't mind being emotional anymore. Hang on a second, I got some more chocolate milk to drink. Yummy. And uh, I think this is one of the ways that I was trained early to think a way that I am not. I am extremely emotional. <laughs> and for the longest time, I did everything I could to fight those. Because you can't be a guy and be emotional. Try it. Well, don't try it. That's stupid. As <laughs> a guy who constantly felt the onrush of emotional reactions to almost all situations. Even though analytically, I still was gifted enough to come off as emotionless and stoic. On the inside, I was always burning up, like just burning up. And uh, especially when it came to my puberty years, which in reality, I think if you just take the years from say 13 to 43, call them the puberty years, just dissect that from my life, uh, it's funny, like that's that's one part of my life. And then there's the non-puberty years, the ones where I'm not just constantly thinking about, you know, what I should be doing with my unit <clears throat> and thus having bigger thoughts than just exactly where to point that thing. So, but from 13 to 43, what else? I mean, seriously, 100% of the time, it's all you think about. 100, 110% of the time, if we're being fair. But once you get past that, and why do you get past that? That's also weird, but you do. And once you do, 
and you get to a point that you can reflect. Well, the biggest lie I ever learned early was to suppress my emotions. I can't suppress my emotions. I can't do it. I spent an entire lifetime trying to. And here's the other thing, and I hate this. You know, again, there's a tiny, tiny, thin, there's, I mean, it's a razor thin line that they hang that guy that Tom Cruise gets dropped into a clean room from. That line is how line, how thin the line is between delusion and insight. It's just, it's so similar in its both origin and manifestation. It's hard to know which one you're suffering. But I do, I feel the tone of the room to the point that it affects me. And I know we all do. I'm not trying to pretend that you don't walk into a room full of people in a down mood and immediately go, oh, what's going on in here? This is terrible. Uh, we all do, right? But I mean, even just one-to-one, -one, even just your proximity to me, your energy affects me. Uh, like, and, and this is, I think, what ultimately turned me into a shapeshifter is how easy it is for me to shapeshift because I can feel the energy of the people around me and just shape into that energy schema and <sighs> never really experienced myself as anything other than a reverberation of my environment. <laughs> Honestly. And why do I do that? Because ultimately, in the long run, I just want to get along. I don't want there to be chaos. I don't want there to be disharmony. I don't want there to be aggression. I don't want there to be violence. I don't want there to be... Um, I don't want there to be uh, uh, ignorance. I don't want there to be uncertainty. I don't want there to be misunderstanding. I always want harmony among everything. And uh, so when, I, when, I'm, when I'm feeling a discordant room full of vibration, the easiest thing to do is to just vibrate into the tune that's the least discordant and just sit there. Because if I make a wave, then I've got to try to get all this discordant tune to come into a congruent vibration or what have I done? All I've done is just slam my fingers against the organ and said, I don't like this sound. Listen to this sound instead. And I don't have the energy for all that. So what do I do? I just slide into nothingness. Well, that's wrong. <laughs> you know, what you do is you just come in with the energy that you can provide. What am I? I'm conversational. I'm upbeat. I'm really never in a bad mood. You know, I'm a crybaby, yeah, but I don't cry at work because I don't talk about my dad. Not like that. The point is, like, <laughs> so what? So what if I work with a bunch of people playing the guitar upside down with the wrong hand and a chord that no one's heard before? Who cares? It's just life. And my life is harmonious. The rest of the universe, I can't do anything about. And for so long, I used to just sit there and suffer it. Suffer its influence. Suffer its messaging. Suffer its, <laughs> as I perceived it, uh, disappointed gaze. I suffered it all. And where was I suffering that? Nowhere but in my own head. None of it was real. But it's so easy to suffer in a world that you're told 
Honestly, you're not worthy. Ultimately, you're told you're not worthy. All of us. And that goes for all you kings, presidents, and sultans as well. So, as I sit here, yes, using the bathroom, you're welcome, people. Forgot about the fact I was recording, but not gonna lie, that's how comfortable I am around you. Welcome to my house. As I sit here thinking about how long I thought I was broken because I was so emotional that all these ways that I could sense people's insecurities, securities, over corrections, yada, yada, whatever mystical lies they were telling themselves, all that stuff felt like a burden. It's not. It's that whole yin-yang thing, right? Like for once in my life, I start to see that all I have to do is bring the kind of energy that stops them from playing such discordant chords. They'll vibrate to me. And it works. It's like how when you live in the dorm and all the females start to have the same cycle. What the fuck's that about? Who cares? It works. Why do these people become happier people? I don't give a shit. It works. And so, sorry about that. That's chocolate milk. But it works. And I no longer question it. The only thing I got to question is, why do I let anything get me to be anything other than the happy, upbeat, mostly comfortable in my own skin and getting more comfortable every day kind of fellow that I am? Why do I let anything interfere with that? Why? Because I'm told not to like myself. But now that I love myself, I don't hear any of that nonsense anymore. So, if you're looking for somebody to help you turn down the noise, I'm telling you, it made all the difference in my life. And all I had to do was believe that I could become a better version of myself to be able to shut all that noise down. And it's working. It's working. For once in my life, it's working.